Oh my God, welcome to the first ever episode of Unfiltered with Jodie. On today's podcast, I am joined by the beautiful Jacob who speaks about his cancer journey, mental health and our shared appreciation for therapy. If you are listening, I really do hope you enjoy this truly inspirational story just as much as I did. So happy to have you on here. So today we've got Jacob on the podcast. What's going on? Thank you for having me on the show. Always, always. As soon as literally you messaged like, pick up yourself. I was literally like, no, 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 no. You need to come on it and literally tell your story because I wouldn't want anyone else to come on and talk about how they've come out of certain life situations. And if anyone's obviously been given it harder than it's you, let's be honest and wow. you cope with it so well and literally gas every single person up before yeah, yourself yeah. i see it i see it on linkedin i see them <laughs> comments i see them likes and i thought you know yeah. jacob you're a lovely boy so let's have you on today. get him on the show well yeah as i say thank you for having me on the show oh and, my you know, god no always gotta gas up your friends always 100%. Gotta... people that don't pisses me off like come on yeah. They're your brethren, like make them feel good. <laughs> you know what I mean? Hundred percent. So just to literally, let's just get straight into it because I just know that we're yeah. gonna be here for a long time. And if this is my longest podcast, I'm not apologizing for it because I just know it's gonna be worth it. But Jacob, I'm not gonna speak for yourself because it's your own story. It's something that I actually want you to kind of explain to me because just a little bit of background, as much as me and Jacob know each other, we're not even that close. I've known Jacob my whole life. The whole yeah. 21 years of being on the surf, I have known him and we have never properly sat down and spoke about anything until this point. So this is like first sneak peek raw conversation that we're gonna have. So I just want you to start off your story, let's go. Wicked, let's do it. <laughs> so to start, let's take it back to, throw it back to 2011. Okay. So I was in America on holiday and we were at sort of Universal Studios. We're doing the whole Florida thing, doing up all the water parks and that and, you know, living our best life. It was really fun. Out there, uh, everything was normal. And we started to notice there was a lump on my neck um, and it was a moderate size. And we thought, this is cis, you know, this is natural. And, you know, in the past, my brother's had a cyst before. So we thought, you know, whatever, it's just routine. Let's get it, let's get it operated on. And then, uh, you know, we'll just go on, move on with life. Yeah. So um, I came back from America and we got it checked out. Uh, and initially I went to Bedford Hospital and uh, I don't remember my consultant's name, but after a course of scans and, you know, whatnot, they essentially said it's a cyst, you know, there's nothing to worry about. Um, we're going to operate on it. So I was like, cool, let's just get it done. Let's get out of the system. It was yeah. annoying me because I think a lot of people know me when I was growing up. I was always really keen on sport. Like I was always a really big football player, like rugby player yeah. as well. So I was always wanting to be active. And um, I had it, oper- had it operated on. And, uh, you know, they were saying it's come back as Hodgkin's lymphoma, which is essentially a lymph node um, in your neck. Right. So... I got referred to Addenbrooke's after we thought it was Hodgkin's. Um, I went into Addenbrooke's and you have to go through like, you get obviously, you you get yourself weighed and you do, so they know what to give you in terms of course of treatment and you do your height and whatnot. Yeah. And they checked it out and they said, you know, this isn't Hodgkin's lymphoma. They've, they've got it wrong. I was like, what? Obviously, this is crazy. I'm, I'm like 11, 12 years old. Yeah, I was about to and, say, like, you're only a year younger than me, so you must have literally been like 11 years I old. Just, I was just confused. Um, 
And they were like, nah, look, uh, we thought it was assist. It's not assist. We thought it was Hodgkin's lymphoma. It's not that. You have non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. It's actually very rare among kids. Um, so, you know, when I had it, everyone was sort of like, what? Yeah. Like, this kid's got it. Like, what? And, you know, from there, you stay in hospital. Uh, you, you know, once you've been weighed and whatnot, you stay in and you just sit in the waiting room. And uh, How long? Hours. I remember it being hours. And, uh, like, you sign off. You have to sign all this, like, documentation to sort of essentially say, like, you're going to give me a, a treatment of poison because that's what chemotherapy is. It's poison. Poison goes into your body and it kills the cells. That's why your hair goes. You essentially go through different courses of chemotherapy and you're in and out of hospital for different durations per treatment or per course. So I had five or six courses of chemotherapy. Mm. So initially I was in for two weeks. I was quite late as well. Like, I'm pretty sure it's like stage three. So I'm pretty sure stage four can yeah, stage four terminal. You gotta think like they there was a fat system on it for a while now. Um, I'm 12 now. Um, it's so there's been a bit of time. Yeah, where they've got it wrong. They've done the operation. They've yeah, done yeah, the yeah, analysis. Yeah. Whatever. They finally treated. Uh, they finally um, diagnosed it. You know, from there, I was in the first time. I was in for 14 days and I had five days off, and then I went in for my second course of chemo for five days. Then I had a few days off and then five days, a few days off. And that, that process went on for a few months. Um, How did you feel? Uh, everyone, everyone's like, oh, it must be so depressing. Like you're sitting, you're sat there at an hospital bed all day. I tell you what, it's not like that. Really? You know, I'm not, I'm not going to say I live my best life. They take care of you, you know. Yeah. I, you've got a, you've got a great team around you. Um, obviously, I'm very fortunate to have a loving family around me. You know, they were there for me. They were they came at, at most days, most evenings. I say one of the worst things. I only say this because I was quite chubby as a kid. Like you probably remember. I, was quite I chubby do as remember you as little chubby Jacob. But I was like, so then when I saw you like for the first time like a couple of years ago, I was like, what the fuck? I had like a chef in there. So I was eating loads of good food. No, it, was, it was great. And as I say, there's, a, there's good support tools and whatnot in place for you to have fun. And some days are bad. Mm. But, you know, you can't, like, you've just got to get on with it. Like, you've yeah. got to just, it's like one of those things, like, you just have to get your head down and get on with it. And no one's going to take your place. No one's going to go through this for you. Yeah. You have to just... Yeah, but that mentality at such a young age, like, what, how does one even compete it, you know? I don't know. I remember I got diagnosed. I looked at the doctor and just looked him in his eyes and said, am I going to die? And he goes, nah. You know, he just said sort of nah. I went, fine, let's do this. Like, let's, yeah. just, let's, just, let's just do this. Um, and it sucked because like, I miss playing football and stuff. I was you know? about to say, did you feel like you were missing out on anything? Because realistically as well, like not even just sport, but like school and like friendships and like parties and things like that. Such a crucial yeah, thing. Yeah. It did. I wouldn't say it affected my education heavily. Yeah. But you're, you're homeschooled. You have people come in one, once you're in, well, once you're having chemo, people come in. Once you're at home, people come see you. If you're, at, if you're at school and you don't want to be in a lesson, I've got a card and you can walk out of every lesson you want, right? You just walk out. And uh, say if you meant to have maths, like they'll call, it was called grades. 
and uh, a tutor would come and they'd teach you. There's more the sport part, which was, it was harder for me. No, I'm not, I wasn't going to go be like a professional athlete. Um, but I, I was a good goalkeeper growing up. I was, mm. I was, I was a big lad, I was solid. Um, mm. I missed opportunities to play with my friends. I missed opportunities to go further in sport or go to certain teams because uh, I was ill, you know. Yeah. But yeah, um, it was just so one of How long did that all go on for? So, as I say, you go through five or six courses of treatment. Yeah. So I was only I was only twelve when I was actually diagnosed. Obviously, we've gone through that palaver before, mm. but I'm twelve. You know, I'm coming out at sort of thirteen now. I remember I've got a, I've got a photo of me growing my hair back. I've got short curly hair. Mm. So at the end of sort of when I was when I was at the end of uh, being twelve, start of thirteen, my course of treatment was done. I was finished. Um, however, you do have to go through a mission process. And so I remember, you know, after everything's checked and you go through all these courses of treatment, I had one lump remaining, you know, and it couldn't reach it. It said, like, we can't get it, we can't get to it, and we can't operate on it. We'd physically have to cut your head off. Like, it's not going to happen. Um, so we're like, right. We've still got to test it though. My uh, my consultant Amos said that, um, and I, I remember to test it, they could only reach it by getting you know like dentist needles. Yeah. They're like wham. Yeah. Needle. Yeah. You're awake. Uh, you get a bit of spray, and they just yam it in your yam's the wrong word. Don't <laughs> use that word. They put it in your neck. Uh, and they sort of fish around for it and they suck it out um, and they test it. And after my courses of treatment and I had that little operation, um, I was I was given the all clear. Uh, well, the all clear is the wrong word. I was put in remission because my cancer was inactive. Um, you know, um, I still actually have a little bit of cancer in me now. That same that same neck, uh, same neck. Same lump, yeah. same side of the neck. Once they uh, got the needle in, as I say, you can't really reach all of it. So they left it in there. They tested half of it and your, it was an active. So from, uh, from then on, you're an outpatient. So um, where are you at with it now? I'm done. You're I'm done. complete. I'm completely discharged. Well, so um, don't, you don't have to go for checkups or anything like that. I did That's that for amazing. That's a part of the remission process. You go for the checkups for sort of five, six years, um, five, and then after that, they get you in for cardiologies, which is a heart scan, uh, yeah. like an ECG. Yeah. And uh, you know that's every five years. So I still have to go in for heart scans, but it's nothing related to my neck. Like they won't check my neck again. But it's done. Even though awesome. you said that there's still a little bit in there. So. When, when I finish the course of chemotherapy, mm. well, I obviously know my body quite well. Yeah. Um, and I felt this lump, you know. Uh, and I was quite worried and I was quite hesitant to really say anything. Yeah. So I, I just left it. Um, what do you mean? I, I was young, you know. I didn't know what to do. I didn't really want to go through it again. 
Mm. Um, so I, I just left it. And on the last ever time they checked my neck, I said, look, I can't do this anymore. I've got a lump on my neck. Yeah. And they went, yeah, we know it's the active cell. The relief. I bet you. The relief. Oh, my God. I lived my, well, I say I lived my whole life. I lived the majority of my life thinking I still had cancer and I'd go through chemo again. And, uh, you know, at the time when you've just gone through chemo, I didn't necessarily want to do it again straight away. Like I just wanted to, I was young. I wanted to play football with my friends. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, it, it grew me up, you know. It grew me up. It wasn't, it wasn't everyday dark day. I had good days. I had bad days. Yeah. That's, an, that's with everything in life. You get good days, you get bad days. Yeah. You know, it's, how you, it's how you cope and how you want to sort of push through and how you, you let your mind determine your mood. Yeah. You know, if you dwell on it, you're going to be miserable. You're going to mm-hmm. be moody. If you go, you did know, you always this, have that mindset though of like literally like okay this is it like I'm coming out the other side now like I just want to be positive like not to be cheesy but like I do only have one life and you know like how yeah. do you kind of see it? So I don't know where that stemmed from. Right, I really couldn't tell you where that stemmed from, but it's not like I had a much of a choice. It was more like you just get through this. Um, yeah, and ever since that, I've obtained that mindset. You know, I've always been quite hard on myself. I always think to myself, someone's got it worse than me. Uh, you know, someone doesn't have a roof over their head. Someone's not got access to X, Y, Z. I do. You're lucky. You know, you're, you're still healthy. Remain positive. Get through whatever you have to. And, you know. Do you, you see just, yourself as quite a strong person? Myself? Yeah. I don't know. I do and don't. I've learned 2020 was a good year for me. It was a great year for me. Obviously, COVID and whatnot. I started boxing in 2020, um, to the end of 2019, with one of my best friends, Luke Cowlett, introduced me because his dad's got a gym down Manton Lane. Um, I think from then, from consistent training um, throughout 2020, I I lost a, a shed ton of weight. I lost 20 kilos. Um, I really worked on myself mm. and I guess I've built this like mentality, this mindset to work on you for you. You know, I wouldn't say I'm the strongest. If I have a down day, I have a down day. Yeah. But I don't dwell on it. If I have a down day, I have a down day. I don't say, oh, I don't dwell on it essentially. I don't go, oh, this is pissing me off now, that's pissing me off. Okay, cool right that's annoying me is what it is move on try and avoid it if not like go box go do whatever yeah get on with it you know what I mean do you I guess find like the boxing that. is like kind of like a release so after chemotherapy and cancer I, I was diagnosed with PTSD so post-traumatic stress disorder and uh quite recently um literally second third lockdown I was, I was diagnosed with depression um I'm, re- I'm you know I'm really hard on myself I always have been uh, I always compare myself and look down on myself and as I say when I found boxing it really changed my life around once I was diagnosed with depression I'd, and PTSD I was seeing counsellors right I was seeing I've seen three four counsellors I'm not saying they're bad but I I didn't get on with them 
and you know councillors specialise in certain things they all have different methodologies and things like that if that's the correct word yeah I found my coping mechanism in boxing each individual counsellor can help to a certain degree depending on what you're personally going through yeah so certain counsellors may be go through something similar to yourself or have similar training to something you're going through and I'm not saying they didn't help Mm. um but I wasn't necessarily satisfied Mm -hmm. you know I, was I think with, with boxing, uh, like I, was, I was physically moving. Um, I was doing stuff for me. I was working on me for me. And it made me feel good because I was seeing results. Yeah. I'd look in the mirror and I was lost weight. I was like, this, this is great. Um, yeah. But I'd become more confident and look at myself in a different light. Yeah, exactly. And then now I have a different personality. I'm more outgoing, like, mm. certain times I wouldn't want to go places. I always struggled with, like, anxiety to a certain degree. Like, I didn't want to go see certain people in case they'd have an opinion on me or I wouldn't fit in. And then I guess it goes back to me then saying earlier, do you see yourself as a strong person? I asked that question only because like I know for a fact when people go through certain things and they come out the other way and you learn how to cope with stuff and you kind of get on the other side as such that people are like oh my god they're so strong I can't believe this this and that when realistically you it doesn't matter how far you've come in yourself you know how much you struggled probably trying to get to yeah. that anyway and then I think that struggle probably stays with you more than you set like standing there and yeah, like, yeah. I am strong in myself like yeah I actually am a strong person because you just constantly look at the process of everything you had to do to get there do you know what I mean I mean well and truly I am a strong person. Yeah, 100%. Been, Sorry, uh, I'm just going to jump in right <laughs> now. If you say you're not, I'm, I'm stopping it here. Yeah. That goes back to what I said before. Like, I'm, I'm hard on myself. I beat myself up. Someone yeah. had it worse than me. So I'm not the strongest guy in the world. But to some degree, yeah, I'm a strong guy. You know, I've been through. Yeah, but you can be proud of like your journey and like what you've yeah, done yeah. and be like, like literally what we were talking about before this when you were showing me everything. Like at the yeah. end, like you should, you, you're proud of that. I know you're proud of that. Like you, you should be proud of your journey and like exactly where you are now. Like, and I'd hate for you to think anything else because honestly, like I don't, I, I, I don't believe in any of that shit where someone turns around and says that someone's got it worse. I don't fucking care if someone comes mm. to me with a problem that that yeah, in their moment in their life that is their problem yeah, and yeah, yeah. it shouldn't matter that someone else has got is worse off because at the end of the day that's still affecting how that person they is at that time individual. yeah I'm exactly gonna, yeah, I'm always gonna help I, I'm a very given person I know um, I had a conversation um with Liam Richardson and I said, yeah, I'm really going to get Jacob. And he was like, Jacob is the nicest guy you'll <laughs> ever meet. And I was like, it's weird because I've known him my whole life, but I've never properly spoken to him. And he, he honestly, he, like, he couldn't, he couldn't say anything else but good things about you. And I, I actually can probably hand on heart, not even knowing what people would say about you, but would bet a million pounds that no one would say a bad word about you, like at all. You, that should be a testament to yourself where you can be like to be fair 
I've gone through all of this stuff. I still still stand by my own morals and I can stand here and be like, I'm a good fucking person, you know? Yeah, like, I think you can have an opinion on my name. You can't talk that on my name. Exactly. Like, you can't, you can't like, chat your shit, do whatever. You can't talk that on my name. Um, but yeah, so I suppose I'm a strong person. Um, I guess I just didn't, I guess I didn't, this is honestly one of the first times I've really reflected on it. So the story hasn't come out very well. So I've never sat down, cares? Sorry. I've never sat down on, on a podcast and spoken about it, really. Um, so I've probably missed out on loads of details and loads of key points. And what you know what will happen is that you'll go to bed tonight and oh, you'll sit there no. and you'll be like, oh my God, I wish I said this and I wish I said that and blah, blah, blah. But honestly, yeah. it really doesn't matter. Like, it really doesn't matter because, um, like, even for yeah. someone that's hearing it for the first time, like, I for once I've shut my mouth and just kind of you've you've seen me no one can see me right now the whole time my <laughs> fucking jaw has been down like yeah, yeah. That, huh like and it, it, it is crazy but I think one thing I I personally want to speak about with you and I don't know how this is going to come out and I don't even know if this is going to make it so if it does and people are listening then stay for it but I don't I haven't had this conversation with you so I don't know if you're happy with talking about it but with that touching on the whole like depression and PTSD and stuff like that am I allowed to ask you a couple of questions on it go for it you sure go for it okay and then just shut me down shut me down <laughs> if I get to a point but I'm not going to dig too much like I'm not that sort oh, of person, cool. Do some digging. I'm here to answer. Okay, it was only because obviously the conversation that we were having before and I'd stopped you from having this conversation because I wanted to have this conversation with you because I haven't spoken to you about it and it's been one thing on my mind that I've always wanted to speak to you about since then seeing you again and then I was literally like, fuck's sake, I forgot to ask him. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And then yeah. when I went to say it earlier, this is going to make no sense to people until I actually just shut up and just get to the point. But I'm going to start now. So... Obviously, we bumped into each other at my sister's studio, yeah? Yeah, we did, we did. When, that's when you just said to me before this call that that was the last time you saw me. And I hadn't actually really seen you since. I was never going to bring it up because I always knew it was a really personal thing anyway. But Mm. the thing is, is that at my sister's studio, in the basement, there is a woman called Emma and she's a therapist. Shout out Emma, man. She's great. Shout out Emma. And get on to it. But what happened was, is that I was outside speaking to Izzy in the car and Mm. I saw you walk down and I thought, one, he's either coming for physiotherapy. And I thought, Mm. could be, doubt it. Then I thought, two, you've joined my sister's studio. And I thought, could be, doubt it. And I thought, three, you're fucking lost. Could be, doubt (laughs) it. And then I looked at you and I thought, Jodie, put two fucking things together, do you know what I mean? And the only reason why I knew you were going to therapy was because I'd been there too. And mm. when I saw you walk down and you asked someone, you were like, do you know where? And then before you even finished your, sh- your sentence, I shouted, Jacob, I don't even fucking know you really. I just shouted, Jacob, <laughs> it's in there. And in my head, I thought, I don't know if he's even going to therapy or not. And I've just told him to fucking go see her. <laughs> I don't know why, but in my head, I was literally like, no, that's where he's going. I don't know why, I just knew, but I could just not tell, but I guess because I'd kind of been there, I'd kind of been through, the, even though it was my sister's gym, I didn't know where I was going either. Like, I just knew you were going, 
to see mm. her. I don't know why. You know, we just like, thing. Like... Obviously, you go there a lot because it's a studio. I think that you find that if you go down there, there's only a few things you can be there for. You know what I mean? And I just thought, well, there's the, other than the reasons that I've literally just said, there would have, been, well, there wouldn't have been really any other way. And then Izzy was like, oh, like, do you know that's where Jacob's going? And I was like, no, I fucking <laughs> don't, to be honest. Hello, and, yeah, no, and to be honest, I'd never even asked you until obviously before this call, and that's why I said to you, I wanted to double check that that's where you were actually going, however many months ago before I had this conversation with you because I kept on thinking about it afterwards and I don't know why you know when something just sticks yeah, it's on your head yeah. and I was just like I don't know why but obviously I knew you were ill when you were younger and you'd got better and I'd seen you throughout school and we'd always been to the same schools and everything like that yeah. it was never like abnormal for me not to see you out and things like that so then I don't know why, and this is really naive of me, and I'll put my hands up to say, but I genuinely thought like you were fine. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like nothing, like it didn't affect you, and you were absolutely fine. And it happened so long ago, and like that's yeah. such a misconception. So then, when I saw you walking down there, I thought, "Oh my fucking god, Jody, you absolutely stupid bitch!" Thinking, not that I felt bad that I'd never kind of checked in but also I guess it was that kind of thing where I was like like I am quite like like that sort of person but I guess because it happened to us when we were so much younger like, I'm not being funny we were in Lincroft like yeah, yeah. I, rem I remember you coming in with like the bandages on your neck like it's not I I, I literally remember it so it's it's mad and then I guess I yeah. just I never ever check up on you and stuff like that because I guess I never saw life like that way and then until I saw you walking down and then me kind of telling you where to go. I then that thought actually, through freaking life, two people that can lose touch can still go through such similar things and end up in the same place yeah. and still yeah. actually need yeah, yeah, yeah. in the end of it. Do you know what I mean? Literally. I don't know if that's even come out right or I've just completely rambled it. But no, I, no, I hear it, I hear it. I think a lot of people are struggling. Um, yeah. People of similar ages, people completely different in personalities you'll find that a lot of people have their own individual struggles. Um, but sometimes, you know, people go through their own battle and they can't pour out of their own cup. Yeah. Sometimes their cup's empty. Um, sometimes your cup needs to be filled before you can pour. Mm. So that was saying, you know, once I started to learn about mental health, depression, anxiety, uh, we started that business. I don't know if you know about it. We, yeah. Me and Jane Suffer. So you've got cortex yeah. try and voice the opinion of youths who are like going through struggles and you know been through something depression anxiety whatever it being and just we want to sort of like show that it, obviously there's statistics to show it but a lot of people go through these similar emotions and mm -hmm. voice these emotions express them because if I share my bit of wisdom to you and it's meant nothing to me, but you find a coping mechanism in my wisdom, mm. I've helped you. Mm. You know, you can then take that and help someone else. Yeah. And I think I'm smiley. I'm cool. Like, if yeah. I see someone who's down, I'm going to smile at them and say, like, oh, my God, like, you're good. Like, yeah. But yeah. I guess a lot of people just haven't been through it or just don't understand or haven't sort of like come to realize that a lot of people struggle 100 percent, and i think that 
not the saddest thing, but I guess you'd never look at me and think we would have, I don't know, even Emma in common as the same freaking therapist, you yeah, know? No, never, and never, never, never. You know what I mean? And I just think it's so important to get people to actually speak to people about it. Yeah, or just... Like that, for me, even, you know, when some people suffer in silence, it, it, it makes me so sad. Like, step one. Yeah. my heart, like... <laughs> I've always like thought of these steps. Step one, when you know you're going through something or whatnot and you want to do something about it, that's progress. Mm. Yeah. You haven't done anything, but you've realized it. That's progress. Mm. Step two, do something about it. Don't just sit on your thought process for however months it can affect you. Do something. Yeah. If you want to see your friends, obviously, right now is tough. <laughs> cool. If you want to play football, if you want to, do do what you want to do prioritize things you like to uplift your mood you know yeah. what I mean and I think that's like I, I remember like obviously going through it and it got to the point where I, I was like okay you know what I think I'm ready where I, I kind of don't need this anymore because I guess I, I became way too dependent on it where I couldn't make any life decision without being like mm. I can't answer <laughs> Yo. your question no honestly I was like I can't answer your question because um I'll need to ask Emma on Saturday so if you don't mind just waiting <laughs> yeah, yeah and then I'll, I'll ask her and I'll let you know straight after like I just can't I, I kind of got to the point where I have to do it on my own at that point yeah, yeah, so yeah. it helped me so much and I'm the big biggest advocate of it and it, it, honestly I was never one to even think that I'd ever not end up there like it's a bad thing but when I was going through it like I had nothing but good things to say about it where I actually thought even if nothing's going on in your life and you can go to someone and just completely talk it's about anything it is it's so good. it is so like taking it off your shoulders it's, oh it was amazing isn't it and even if, if even if you have nothing to say Sometimes going there and having just a conversation could be great. Yeah. Um, sometimes I used to go see Emma every week. Mm. Um, you know, some days you have an hour where you're just talking nonstop about X, Y, Z, and this is how you should cope. This is what how you're feeling. There's other times where you don't have anything to say, but mm. you can still feel in a certain mood or a certain way. Yeah. And you can just go have a chat. You know, yeah. How's your day been? What have you been up to? That is not, like, it uplifts most people. You know what I'm saying? I do encourage people to see counsellors if they haven't already, because do it. Just step out of your comfort zone. I know that... Um, sorry, what I was meant to say before, though, is that a lot of people that I've spoken to be, like, uh, they're, they're very much like, I want to do it on my own. I don't want to feel like that I am going to a therapist or a counsellor or whatever you want to call it. Like, and they feel like that it, it's... It's, it's almost like a, a sign of defeat that that's it, that's where they've kind of ended up like it's really not I don't know no. it, it like comes it. back to the cup thing I was talking about you're feeling a certain way so your cup's getting lower and lower and lower yeah you can't pour, you can't pour out that cup you yeah know? you can't help people because you're always in a certain this certain mood a certain way seeing a counselor it may you may think oh I'm depressed I used to think like that I used to go like, yeah. I'm not right because I'm seeing a counsellor. Yeah. But then I came to realise in time, time's a healer. Um, mm -hmm. I came to realise in time, Emma filled my cup. Mm. And Emma helped me see things in a different way. So I could yeah, pour I out my cup that. again. So now I pour out my cup loads. 
you know yeah. what I mean I'm, I'm exactly the same it's really weird like I'm not like our situations I promise you now were, are completely different and I'm sure you probably know that as well but I I remember like even to the point where I'd be like going throughout my I'd be voice noting her Emma did not have to reply to me in the times I didn't see her every week and I'd literally be like oh my god Emma this has just happened because I was so dependent on her because I I didn't really know what I how I was meant to act or whatever I don't know I guess it's a topic for another day but (laughs) having that person that kind of has your back and like you said you don't even have to go there to yeah. talk about anything you can even just chat shit i used yeah, to ask exactly. her about her life and i'm literally like, i shouldn't be asking right now but i, I want to know about your life like sometimes you gotta gossip yeah 100 yeah, and honestly i'm the biggest advocate of it and i hope um that if someone is listening and you know what just fucking go like I don't even get just yeah. fucking go because you need yeah. it you don't even realize you need it sometimes even now now I, like, I can look back and so much about like fucking yeah. hell sometimes I'm like you know what I just want to go back and just just for one just because yeah. sometimes I just need it you know sometimes the chat and it you're just like wouldn't mind having a little gossip with Emma yeah. that, you know, yeah exactly yeah. and like but, you said do you, I don't know if you felt it but throughout therapy and stuff like I feel like you end up answering your own questions like you end up talking like you you honestly being able to talk out loud and talking about certain situations you end up being like oh fuck I guess I've just answered it she fills your cup to make you like answer it yourself like yeah you that's what I'm trying to say basically you answer the question you you know you don't realize you've done it you're like oh I need to do this and you're like yeah yeah but you know just it's one of those things like even if you don't want to see him i encourage you to and if not just like do something you want to do man like pick up a book start a new hobby start cooking i'll start cooking because i'm happy now good you deserve it you really do we all deserve to be happy no matter what we've gone through we all deserve to be happy 100 percent yeah man Look, as I say, this has been sick doing this. Like, no, I'm honestly like, I know I do need to wrap it up. I I know I do, but I I could literally sit here and speak to you for fucking ages. Ah, uh, we could go over it because as I say, I probably missed out so much. Who cares? Who cares? Who cares? Part two. We'll do part we'll do, two. We'll do part two. You can come we'll back. Do. Series six. We're going to do it in series anyway because I need to get oh, back yeah. together, really. Again, though, like, we were speaking about this before. Big up to yourself for doing this, you know. Big up to you because yeah. this is a platform where you, like, people like me can voice our opinions. I don't yeah. know, you can get artists. Whoever you want to get on, mm. we can voice our opinions and just whoever picks them up, even if it's one or two people and it helps one or two yeah. people, like, that's sick. So yeah, like, I think it, that yeah. it's one of them things like realistically it's it's nothing other than me talking to someone and so yeah, it, when everyone's like pick up yourself blah, blah, and I'm like yeah but that's just that's just my personality and that's what how I am so like I just love yeah. talking to people I love hearing their stories I love giving people like hearing people's opinions on different stuff and what I didn't realize is that it actually does help people like Um, after that video I didn't realize how many girls related to stuff and that's when I thought you know what it's a lot it's like a lockdown oh my god you don't it was there was 
when I literally say there was probably like 150 girls, it was ridiculous. Yeah, like, and it, and even people reaching out that I've probably lost contact with in the past. So it's it's really nothing more Bring than me in hope thinking that someone will listen to however long we've spoken for on a walk or in their car <laughs> or whatever, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and just pick up something like, and I, I just think like I was deeping it. And then I thought, what's the fucking point? I was staying up late at night thinking, oh my God, everyone's going to judge me or I'm going to say something. No, wrong. Yeah, no, What's no, the no, fucking no. point? Yeah, I don't care, you know? Fuck people's opinion. We're not professionals. Exactly. We're, we're doing this for ourselves and for others. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. And I think that there's something, what I, I guess we were speaking about before as well, there's something so powerful in like seeing the whole strength through struggle process, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like exactly. people like listening to someone else's story and even a tiny point can relate can literally change that person's life whether this literally gets listened to twice or two thousand times who freaking yeah. knows and i just think you know what what it's an hour of our time It'll nah, be exactly minor, minor. <laughs> Look, you can call me whenever even if it's personal if you want to talk about whatever just call I'm me on the ground feel like we're new best friends now a hundred percent let's go link up for coffee bro <laughs> but no honestly thank you so much for coming uh, on it's absolutely it's been a pleasure everyone so i'm it's been a pleasure. To the bottom of my heart you're amazing yeah. jacob so well thank done you. Thank likewise you. and cheers for getting me on thank you didn't I say that would be a good one? So next week we've got Renee Henry where she'll be giving advice on our 20s. So tune in next Wednesday and thank you so much for listening.